Turntable Topics brings you compelling interviews with amazing people from around the world, highlighting the creative excellence of musicians, artists, singers, authors, and entrepreneurs. in gospel but I could talk about you and I could read your bio but I think they much more they would get much more hearing it from you who is Terry Remsen well Terry Remsen let me see here yeah you're right I wear a plethora hat um I was born and raised uh, of course in the church you know church people say I've been born and raised in it so I was I was born and raised in the church um my mother was a national evangelist uh and so I grew up in the church, and in being a part of the church and being in the church, you know, we became affiliated with a lot of people. I met a lot of people, people um, very close to our family. And so be- because of that, my mother is friends. Of course, they call her big sister, the Clark sisters. So as I grew up, I mentored them, and um, they took me in, and I called them auntie. And every time Twinkie Clark would come to our house, she would sit me on the piano at age three. She would sit me on the piano and all the way up until, you know, I uh, turned maybe about 17 or 18, and she would have me at the piano with her, make me mimic her and sing like her. And so I grew up learning how to sing by watching them. And then, of course, you know, I got married, not knowing that my husband would become a pastor, but um, he was an elder at the time because if I'd have known he was going to be a pastor, I probably would have said no. But anyway, he became a pastor and um, after that, then he became a bishop. All so, right, yes, now. I am. A, yeah, yeah. So I am a first lady. I am also the executive pastor of our church. So you know, I do a lot. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. And then, of course, I have my own career, which is singing R&B soul music. Wow. So I hope you guys are hearing, you know, this connection that we're going to make because yes, she did say her husband is a bishop. She is a first lady. But she stepped off into that realm of R&B. And so, of course, you know, that question, I know you've gotten it a million times in interviews. And I know with, I was born and raised in Mississippi. And just with things being passed down through our cultural generations, when, especially a female, if you're going to step outside of going from gospel into R&B, that's kind of like hand slap, taboo. Did you experience any of that? And what, if you can talk a little bit about what that transition was like for you? You know what? Um, it wasn't easy in the beginning. And again, I guess I have to be really transparent. It wasn't that easy in the beginning. Of course, I did have people that didn't agree with it, and they still don't. But I got so engrossed into what I'm doing and trying to stay focused. So now I don't focus on what people are saying. Matter of fact, I don't even associate with people that I know that are not supporting what I'm doing. I just said I've clicked a lot of people because you can tell by vibes and you can tell by the support. You know, you may say you're supporting me, but in action you're really not supporting me. So I just learned how to just pull away so that I could stay focused. Um, but, yes, I did. I got a lot of backlash from, from bishops, from other bishops, from other church members, from other people that are affiliated, you know, with the cross of the church. Yes, I have. But, again, I'm staying focused. I'm not worried about what they're saying. I know this is what I want to do. This is what I'm called to do for now. And this is what I'm going to do because this makes me happy. And, you know, I was boxed in at once in in a a part of time. I was boxed in, and I was doing what they wanted me to do. So I wasn't happy. And so I had to make myself happy. 
I've been in the church all my life, and you know, like you said, when you're in the church, there's a certain way you have to act, there's a certain thing you have to do, but I grew up, I grew up in God, I grew up in age, and I realized that, you know, it's nothing wrong with doing what I'm doing, um, I'm basically doing what God is telling us to do, and that is to go out into the hedges and the highways and compel men to come. How can I compel them to come if I'm boxed in the church? They're not in the church. There are a lot of people that are not going to come to church because they're tired of being judged. They're tired of being criticized. And so I've been selected. I know I've been called. I know I've been chosen to take on this assignment. And I'm so excited to do it because I've always wanted to sing R&B. But because I was in the church and because of who my mother was and because my husband was who he was and because we were a part of an organization that I felt like you know, would give us a hard time, it could not happen. But once my husband moved on and decided to do what God told him to do, then this made leeway for me to be able to do what I needed to do to make myself happy and to follow my assignment. So I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Well, and I love that. And I know, um, and I have someone, where is my hair? Okay, who is your mother? Somebody asked that. <laughs> <laughs> We make them wait until the end and make them stick around. If you want to find out who her mother is, stick around, and we might just tell you at the end. Or um, on one of the posters that I have up, actually, let me flip the screen over. Um, if you don't want to wait on us to tell you, you can see her website that's up there in the graphic. If you want to go over there, and you may be able to find out, but if not, stick around, and we may tell you at the end of the interview who her mother is. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> That is very fair. That is very fair. Wow. And yes. When you spoke about, I mean, if you just speak about it with so much passion, and I'm, I wholeheartedly believe that passion and purpose, they work together. So when you they started do. at what, age three singing, right? About age three singing. So when I look over and just read over, you know, through your bio, um, I just kind of feel like your passion, your purpose, everything tied in to land you where it is now. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, I'm so over. When you're talking, I, I just like bubbling on the inside. That's how serious this is to me. I have a passion to do what I do. I love to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But again, when you're boxed in and you can't reach the demographics that you've been called to reach, you're miserable. You're not happy. I, you know, I, I got tired of being... Uh, made into this certain cookie cutter that they wanted me to be. You know, a lot of people were trying to line me up to what my mother is, and they tried to make me match me with her, and that just wasn't what I wanted to do. And the funny thing about it is it was my mother that introduced me to R&B soul. Really? It was my mother. So it was something that you guys yes. grew up with, even though with her background, you know, in the church, so deeply rooted in the church, you guys did have R&B and soul playing in the home. In the home. And matter of fact, my mother introduced me, the first person she introduced me to was Natalie Cole. And ever since then, I, I mean, I, I know all the songs because I was in elementary school. And my mother, I never forget it, she purchased a Cadillac. Um, because she was traveling, and the Lord blessed her, and she bought this brand-new Cadillac, and she got the cassette, the uh, A-track. It was A-track back then. <laughs> and she got the A-track uh, of Natalie Cole, and her and my dad would always play that A-track. And that's who introduced me. My mother and my father introduced me to R&B Soul, and I have never let it go. And the one thing I loved about my mother, even though she was who she was, 
and she was a part of an organization. She never stopped us from listening to all types of music in the home. Only thing she told us to do was don't have it blasting. If it's in your room, you can listen to it. So, again, that became a part of me, R&B music, but I knew I couldn't do it. But, hey, I'm telling you, I am, like, loving what I'm doing. I'm loving the people that I'm meeting. And ever since God has opened up this door for me to do R&B soul, it's like I'm using the gift that he's given to me. And, man, when I tell you, Tara, I'm able to actually help people make decisions not because of people but because this is what they want to do because they're looking at me and they're looking at the light that's shining through me and they're looking at you know my boldness to step outside the box you know because that's what we say you know we're in a box but the god that i serve is not he's not in a box the god that i serve is too big to be in a box so because that is god and i am his child that means i'm the small g-o-d so if he's too big to be in a box then so am i and you're able, all right now, since I'm telling you, I told you guys we were going to bring it to you tonight. So with being, if you look at it, you know, and I was sitting here thinking about it earlier, and I said, I wonder if if you realize how big of an integral part you're playing in those other young ladies are, you know, that person that's sitting there and they want to step out. Your music and your voice is playing an integral part in that. Do you realize that? <laughs> and let me tell you, I was in tears just yesterday because, again, I know this is God because it's like every day something is happening. Every day some door is opening. Every day some connection is happening. It's not me. It's God. And that's how I know I'm walking and, I'm, and my steps are being ordered by him. Because he just keeps on opening up doors. That's why I'm, who's ever listening, mm-hmm. whatever your dream and your desire is, if God ordained it, mm-hmm. if he said it, he's not a man that he should lie. So if he said it, you hold him to it and you just walk through the doors. No, it may not be easy, but just know he's with you always. He says, I'm with you always. And so that's what I do every day. God, order my steps. I don't want to do this out of flesh. I don't want to do this because, you know, I'm trying to prove a point. I'm doing this because I know this is what I've been called to do, and so that's what everybody needs to do. If it's writing a book, if it's opening up a business, you can't go by what people say. A lot of times people hold you back because they wish that they could do it. But, you know, everybody's not called to do the same thing. Everybody's not called to do what I'm doing. You have to be equipped. You have to be processed. You know, I've been processed for this, and so that's why I believe it's my time to walk through these doors. And again, Tara, I am like, I'm trying to fight back the tears because it's just so much I can't share that God is doing. And I know this is God, even though I have the naysayers saying, you know, she's a bishop's wife, you know, her mother is this person. And again, I'm grown, so I don't understand why they keep attacking me saying, you know, my mother's this person. I'm grown. I'm almost 50 years old. So when will you, you know, stop what? that? Wait yes, a minute, ma'am. wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, she said, said that she was <laughs> almost 50. Now, for you guys that are tuned in that can see the live stream, you see that picture up there. I'm looking at her on this phone. This woman does not look that. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm almost, I'm 49 years old, and I'll be 50 in April. And I cannot allow people to stop me from reaching my destiny and reach, it's too many people out here that I know, I know, that need to hear my voice, that I know are going to be encouraged just if love come down. Somebody, and I know because it's been testified to me, has been encouraged just for me saying love come down because I've been assigned to do this. 
So, again, I'm excited about what I'm doing. I'm not worried about what people say. You know, when you're in the church, okay, when you're in the church, you know, they, they ostracize you so much, so now I become numb. I've been through the, the blogging, and I've been through the gossiping. I've been through that. So now what they're doing now, it doesn't even bother me. It just rolls off because I've been through that process before. So, again, like I said, whatever you've been called to do, just know what comes with it. Yes, it's going to come from backlashes, but trust me, God has equipped you for it. If he said it, he's going to cover you. So I know I'm covered. Well, I'm just, you see this, y'all? She came with the belt of truth around her waist tonight up in here. <laughs> and it's so funny that you said, because one of the questions that I have written down, because um, in your in your gospel song, I Was Created, I love that song. I'm telling yeah. you, you, you have a voice. And I was looking and I said, she that congregation was moved with Zion when you were singing. So I said, just with her moving that large congregation, now with your voice in a different realm, look out world. But I was listening to I Was Created, and you have a verse in it that says, he opened doors that man tried to shut. So I had it down, you know, and it was so funny that you were speaking about those doors being closed, and I had it down to ask, you know, did you run into any of those doors during this transition to R&B? Ooh, let me tell you, I was just in Atlanta. I know my publishers might be watching. <laughs> I was just in Atlanta, and I went to do an open mic. So, of course, we, my publishers and my assistant, they did their due diligence to make sure that it was known that I was an R&B artist. It was email sent like they do with everyone. And my assistant went in to tell them that I was there. They, they said, okay. She said, now, remember, she's an R&B artist. I remind you, they got emails and everything. And so everyone is saying, yes, it's fine. So he's like, okay, I'm about to bring her in. I'm in there. I'm watching the program go forth. It's my turn. So before I get up, the MC gets up and gives me this grand, you know, um, introduction, telling them I'm from Philadelphia. I'm the special guest in between, you know, the rap that's going on. And I'm sitting there saying, it's a lot of gospel rap going on. Are you sure I'm supposed to be here? This is an R&B song. So I had my assistant to go talk to them again to confirm we were in the right venue. Yes, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Man, let me tell you. I get up there. He gives me the grand introduction. I get up there. Love, calm down. Ooh, you make my love. Calm down. And I hit the first verse. How about they come, They turn my music off? Turned it off. And so I'm Shut it down. There. They turned it They turned it off. They turned it off. And I'm looking like, why they turn my song off? And so another man comes up. He said, God bless you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, thank you. Thank you. You got scooted thank off you. the stage like at the Apollo. Only thing missing was the Sandman, yes. right? <laughs> yes. And I'm, and I'm standing there like, what is going on? So, of course, my assistant, he's being instructed by my assistant. He goes to find out what happened. The pastor of the venue said, we don't do that type of stuff here. So my assistant said, well, wait a minute. I talked to you. I talked to the... The, the, the announcer who introduced her, I talked to the other young men. You all said it was fine. You even told me to send the music. You all said it was fine. So we got my publisher. Make a long story short, my publisher drove there, spoke to the pastor. I stood there with the pastor, and the pastor went on to tell me how they're not used to this. This is what they do. I said, sir, but the information was sent to you properly. All I'm asking that you would do, go out here with me, tell them it was a mistake that you made, 
and then apologize to me for what you've done. He told me he wasn't going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Only you knew what happened. I said, no, everybody knew what happened. You turned my song off in the midst of me performing. All I'm asking you to do is go back and apologize. Tell them it was your mistake. He would not do it. And see, that's where we're going to lose a lot of people from the church. Because all you had to do is have a heart of a shepherd, feel my pain, although it wasn't painful because I'm a pastor's wife. I've, I've been through worse than that. But to me, he should have had a heart. He should have said, you know what? It was my fault. I didn't read through the email properly, or I, it was an oversight. or you know, Just apologize. He would not apologize. And he told me he wasn't going to apologize to his congregation. He apologized to me. That wasn't good enough. You shut me down in a house full of people. But you know what? It's cool because I knew that God sent me there for a purpose, and I'm going to tell you why. Because few people left. They came to me as they were leaving. They said, we don't like the way you're treated, so we're leaving. And I'm sitting there looking. Then another young man and his crew came over to me, asked me for my number. Can we have your number? We want to put you on something else because we don't like the way they treated you. As I'm leaving the venue, another young lady stops me and says, I don't like the way they treated you. So what I'm saying is we have to be careful in the church because we have lost a whole. Now, I'm, a, I'm grown. Like I said, I'm almost 50. That didn't affect me. But imagine if that would have happened to someone else. Right. A young, impressionable person that's just, they got yes, the courage to step yes, out there, and they had this happen to them yes. at a venue. Yeah. What, what would it have taken from that pastor to just say, it was an oversight on my part. You all forgive me for the mistake. And I told him, I said, I could have did a Christian song. Since you all want to box it in, Christian, fine. You want to be you want to be Christian? I'm a Christian. I could do a Christian song. But you know what? I felt like, you know, I came there to do R and B. I wasn't gonna let you dummy me down. That's my that's my saying. I wasn't gonna let you dummy me down to sing what you wanted me to sing when you were sent the proper information for me to be an R and B artist, which I am now. So if you want me to come and sing gospel music, tell me that. But I wasn't coming there to sing that. I was coming there to love come down. But it's all good. Love and respect that pastor. God bless his venue, and God bless him. Amen. And you really took Evelyn's um, Champagne King. I know all of you have to know, you know, the original that this song came off of. Um, what was it? When did it come out? In 82, I believe. But 1982. you and your production team made this song so relevant to today, not only in the instrumentation and production, because even down to the end, you know, and I, I can hear real good. So and I tell a lot of people, don't send me your music if you don't want me to be honest. And I was remember I even told okay. you when you sent it, I was like, Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. And I hit play, and I'm like, and I think I messaged you and was like, girl, you got pipes. You can, you know, because it's, it was just so refreshing. There was no, it's just pure, unadulterated singing, like back in the day when you would turn it on with, you know, the Dianas, the Aretha's, and they just, they're just truly singing from the heart. And then to have yes. the way your production team put it down and put it together. What was some of the inspiration behind that when you guys selected that track and said, okay, let's make it hip for today? Okay. Well, at first I was like, my publicist and the team came together and was like, we think you should do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But as they kept kind of showing me where this would be a great time for this song, and at the time when it was selected, 
it was so much going on, which it still is, but at that time it was the LGBT thing going on. They were marching. Then it was the police um, brutality with our, with our culture. And then it was, um, it, was, it was like a lot of stuff going on. Then you got number 45 who's in office now. So it was just a lot going on. And you know what? It was so much confusion. I was like, you know, all it needs to be now is love. And that's when I told, you know, my team, you know what? This would be the perfect song for now, but we need to update it, add a little Terry to it. So I told my son and I told uh, another young man by the name of Ty Brown out of Connecticut. And my son produced the music. I said, you all got to put a little twist on it where it, where it would speak volume and it would say Terry. And then I got with the, uh, the vocal producer. And he um, just heard my voice, and he put a little twist on it. So when everybody came together as a team, that's how you have what you have. But it's a perfect song for now because right now that's what we need. We need love. We need to love one another. No judging. Right. You know, we just need to all come together. You know, again, I know sometimes the churches, like, they want to, you know, bash the LBG, LBGT. They want to bash that community. No, it's not about that. It's about loving kindness. Have I drawn you? And so we shouldn't be judging. Just love one another. You don't know why people do what they do. You don't know why they live the lives that they live. Some people don't even choose to live those lifestyles. But you don't know what happened in the past. And so I just think right now we just need to all come together. I agree, you know, and I feel like a lot of people could get a lot more uh, and follow their own dreams if they would stay out of other people's business a little bit more. Who was it? That, was it the Williams Brothers that sang the song Sweep Around Your Own Front Door Before You Sweep Around yeah. Mine? Was that, <laughs> you yeah. know, so if everybody yeah. be a little bit more tidy around their own door. And you have some shout outs coming through here. Uh, Serena Bowman um, says she loves Hi, you. Serena. Uh, Lori Screen. <laughs> Hey, First Lady Lori Screen. Yes, you have people locked in and shouting you out over here. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's such a blessing. You know, I, I try to be a light, um, and I, I just thank God for those that still are supporting me, even though I've made this transition. Like Lori Screen, that's a First Lady in the city of Philadelphia. She still supports me, even though I'm doing what I'm doing, and it hasn't changed her love for me. Serena, that's one of my members. My church supports me 100%. They, you know, they, they want my T-shirts. They want to know where am I performing. You know, they try to support as much as they can because they know that I'm just trying to be a light. That's it, and spread the word. Wow, and, I mean, you're just so humble and so graceful with it, you know, and and that's all, that's really, it's, it's becoming rare these days, you know, and you listen to an artist, you know, and they give an interview and, a lot of them, to me, are just shallow. They're surface. And you can tell when somebody okay. is really speaking from their heart and singing really, truly what they want to sing instead of just something saying, okay, I'm going to get rich off of this single. I'm going to sell however many million copies so I can get to the top. And, you know, and there's a difference. And to me, it, it flows through, and I can easily spot through and see it. So, like I said, you do everything with such humility and grace, and I that's I love that about you, in addition to your voice. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tara. Thank you so much. And trust me, I, I'm not the way I am by myself. Of course, it's nobody but God. My favorite gospel song is Nobody But Jesus. And, I, you know, it is. It's nobody but him. I can't take the credit for it. And, again, I had to be processed 
to keep me humble. I had to go through, you know, I have a story to share. I would share it through song. I would share it through writing of books. I would share it. And I, I'm not, you know, um, afraid to be transparent. And I think that's what's missing now is that people are not transparent. And, I, you know, I was taught that growing up not to be transparent. That's what they teach you in the church. Don't be transparent because people are going to look at you a certain way or it's going to make you look bad. But, no, we need to be transparent. Be real with people. Be honest with people. That's how you draw people close to you is when you're transparent. So, you know, I have a story to tell, and I believe that's why I carry so much humility is because I've been through so much, and I believe that God can trust me. Wow. Uh, and, you know, looking at I should have had it queued up here so I could run it on the screen. The video is done with such class. I mean, I look at so many, you know, things to where you're like, come on, ladies, you know, lower your skirts and raise your integrity and your, you know, it's, you know, but it's done with, and that blue jumpsuit, I need that jumpsuit. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the everything from the video production across the board, you know, to the sound, you know how you listen to a production and it's just solid. There's not any cracks in it. You can't find anything and I'm like listening to it and I'm like this thing is solid you know and even I can put on I consider what I, I have my good headphones and then I have my good headphones and, <laughs> and no matter okay. Okay. which pair that I put on I'm like this track is thumping and who so who was wow. the producer behind that behind the video yeah but, uh, behind the production of that track because I always like to acknowledge you know just a good solid production like that, you know, and say, you know, that producer deserve definitely deserves a shout out because I'm telling you, it's a solid. Tra there was nothing I needed to do to it but drop it in and hit play. <laughs> okay, well, the producers for that track was my son Derek Rimson second, and then Ty Brown. Ty Brown again is from Connecticut, and then the vocal arrangement is is from Mike. Mike, what's his last name? Do um. Mike was the vocal producer on there. He's from um, Atlanta. He was the vocal producer on there. Wow. So y'all hear that? If y'all want a good, tr I mean, to just sound solid, I don't know if he's accepting new clients or work right now, call Derek and get your track on. It'll be on point, I'm telling you. Call <laughs> uh, Derek and Ty Brown. They will They will definitely hook you up. There they're, um, they're are some upcoming guys. That are very, my son is very talented. And so is Ty Brown. My son is in the music industry as well as Ty Brown, and they work very hard, and they would love for people to hit them up. Um, those guys work very close to me with my music, and basically any of the music that is being put out, it'll be uh, created by Ty Brown and my son, Derek Remsen. Wow, I love that. So you guys be sure, you know, but I just love it. And then who did the video? Because the, vi the video is just so... Seamless, and of course, you know. And I had somebody when I showed it to a friend of mine. She's like, "Who's the dude?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but <laughs> but okay. I will be sure and ask." <laughs> my publicist directed the video. My publicist, Tian Moon, he directed the entire video, the layout, how he wanted it, and where it should be shot at. We did two locations, and he made sure that all that was put in place. He was like, tell me what you want to do. And I was like, well, I really don't know exactly how I want it. So I just did him just a little bit. But he basically had that vision kind of mapped out. And I thought he did a wonderful job with the video. And I was excited to work with him and his team 
as far as shooting the video, and we had a great time. It was a long day, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, and I enjoy watching it. I mean, just down to, you know, like I said, the quality of it and the way um, the scenario and the – the um, what do you call it? What's the word that I'm looking for? The um, It's not a script that they put out. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Orchestration isn't the right word, but it's like, you know, the video's telling the story. So from beginning to end, you're able to encompass, okay, this is what she's trying to relay with her message in this song. You know, like I said, you're very poised when you're doing the video. It's, it's very clean. And, of course, it falls along. Like I said, you're so graceful with everything, and you kept the video just nice, clean, and graceful. Thank you. And, you know, I got, a, I got some chats about the video. What's from, wrong with from, 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 my, from my church community. <laughs> my church community and um, from family, from some of my family and um, friends. They, um, they were saying it was too much cleavage. They didn't like that. They thought I was showing too much cleavage. Um, they didn't like the blonde hair. And, it, you know, but it's fine because, again, what you don't understand, you talk about. So because they're used to things being done a certain way, then they try to make it appear as though the video was just, like, horrific or was horrible or wasn't tasteful. But I'm getting, like, other young women that are curvy women that are saying that they appreciate me for stepping out and now it's making them feel like they could step out. You know, I had an interview just last week in Atlanta, and the young lady said, curvy, she said, you know, us curvy girls appreciate you for doing a video like that because – it showed that you had confidence in yourself. So if you have confidence, we need to have confidence. And that's what it was about. It's not about, you know, judging you because you're heavy and you're thick and you're right. this and that. Yo, you, you got to love yourself. And I'm sorry that, you know, that the community didn't like it. I love myself. I'm not going to play myself down. I'm going to continue loving myself. There are people that did love it. I love it. I like I like my blonde hair. I thought it was cute. But anyway... <laughs> I was in character mode, and I was enjoying what I was doing, and I thought my team did a wonderful job, you know, helping me pick out, you know, the words that were needed so that I could make this song, you know, radiate across the airwaves, and then when you see the video, you can feel what I'm, like you said, you can feel what I'm saying. Shout out to Mustang, the nice buff <laughs> trainer that was in the video. A lot of the ladies are asking about him. He would love for you all to hit him up. On Instagram, his stage name is Mustang, now, and Mustang is. Now, wait, let me put in about, don't be sending that man no crazy DMs now. I know what's <laughs> that song, hit me in the DM. Don't be sending that. Yeah. <laughs> don't get out of order. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very nice young man, uh, and he's very respectful. He, he respects me to the highest. Again, it's work. We were working. So, it, you know, some people, they were like, you know, Matter of fact, let's say this. My husband got a call. I got a call, too, as well. And people were saying, are you all together? Because of the video. So it shows you, you know, what you don't understand you talk about. So just because of a video, they're saying that we're not together. So that's what's in the airways now. Because of the video, we're no longer married. And I just I could not understand that. But then I said, you know what? What you don't understand, you talk about it. And so they don't understand that that's acting. Because if I was acting on TV and I was with a gentleman, it would be fine. But I guess because it's a video and I'm not singing, 
the songs that they want me to sing, then we're no longer married. But that's what was going across the airways is that we're no longer married. And I thought it was funny because I'm like, wow, really? This is what you think that we're not married because I'm doing a video to enhance the song, you know, to, to make the song go across to explain where I'm coming from. But it's, it's, it's all funny to me. Wow. And you guys, she's confirming it right here. They are still married. So how did, how did the young people sit yes. down and squish that? <laughs> and Sarita <laughs> says you are your art. You are very classy and you are your authentic self. So, I mean, it, it's uh, just, I mean, you're getting some love and some praise over here on this feed. So that's really, it's really good to see, you know, and encouraging. So I hope, you know, any of the listeners that are tuned in and you were thinking about, man, should I follow my passion? What are people going to say about it? You're hearing what Terry's saying to step out there in faith. And, and what they say, do you? You got to do you, boo. You you got to. You Life is too short. You know what I'm saying? You got to do you. You're going to turn around and look up five years from now, you're going to be miserable. And I refuse to go throughout the rest of my life until God calls me home to be miserable. Now I am going to make Terry happy, and I'm going to please God. If it pleases God, I'm doing it. And that's just, it's just that simple. Well, and you had now, are you going to continue? You had a show all about Terry. Is that going to continue? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Um, my um, publishers and I, we've been working on it. And, of course, the team, we've been working really hard behind the scenes. And so what you're going to do, we're going to pick up where we left off. You're going to see me making the transition from going from gospel to R&B souls. You'll be able to see that. You'll see who approved, who, who didn't approve. You'll get to see the whole trans. Yes. You'll get to see the whole transition. Yes. Well, and so where will people, so for anybody, I mean, that's wanting to catch the show once you, once it, uh, once you guys restart it, where can they find the show? The show will probably be on YouTube and um, we will, of course, we will announce it. We will post about it so that everybody can tune in. But it's going to have a new look. Um, team has gotten together. They're going to enhance the look. They're going to make it more innovative. Uh, it's it's going to be really nice. I'm excited for everybody to see new and upcoming episodes. Wow. And I have to be sure and ask. Now, when I messaged you the other day and I said, girl, I was going to get the mail, and all of a sudden, on the sidewalk, I'm like, love come down and that one part where the guy comes in and he's like you make my love who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and i'm always like you make my love and i'm gonna play the song for you guys <laughs> who is the the male voice that does that part that is my vocal producer from atlanta he that's him he went in there and did that you make my love his <laughs> name is mike I yes. love that part. And I, I'll just be going through or sitting here working, and I'm like, you make my love. That, it just does something <laughs> for the song. So, I mean, if you don't mind, I want to actually run the track for anybody that's listening <laughs> so they can hear it. So let me cue it up here, and I'm going to run it because I've only heard it about five times today, so I'm a little bit behind on hearing it. <laughs> okay, okay. Let okay. me cue it up here. All right, guys, we're going to give you a preview of this. This is Love Come Down. Terry Remsen's remake of the classic 1982, if I'm correct, uh, Evelyn Champagne King. Listen to her version of this song. Here we go, guys. Love come down. You, you. Ooh, you make my love. 
to um, EGAD over there. He's listening over on Kingdom Nebula Radio. I know he loves that track because the first time when I actually played it, he said, pull it up again. So we had to pull it up and take it from the top form. So uh-huh. I know he loves that track. <laughs> okay. That is awesome. Man. And so now, let's call, I like to do what I call describe in five. If you had to describe your sound and uniqueness in five words, Oh, that's hard, Tara. Describe in um, five. <laughs> I never described myself. Wow. Um. Oh, wow. I'm stuck. <laughs> I can, I've never described myself. Wow, did I ask a question that somebody hasn't asked before? <laughs> no, nobody's ever asked me that. And then it's hard for me to describe myself. I'm very hard on myself. Wow, if somebody were like, describe that Terry Remsen sound, you know, the uniqueness of you as an artist, five words, or even, you can, what would other people say, you know, positive feedback that you've gotten from other people, we can even insert that, if that makes it easier. Uh, Passionate, uh, fiery, um, uh, passionate, fiery. I don't know. 
addictive. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> addictive. Patsy Kyrie addictive. Um I can't think of any more. <laughs> oh, my sister is saying sexy. <laughs> So, all right, so that's four. We only need one more. <laughs> okay. Uh, impacting. All right. See, I was going to say, nope. you know, I will throw in eternal because your voice <laughs> and the way that you're coming out the gate with this, I think it'll be that eternal long lasting music. You know, there's a lot of fly by night artists now, one and done. But, you know, like you said, with, you know, the Natalie Coles, the Roberta Flack, that's music that I still go back to and listen to. So I think Eternal would be a good w to way to describe it. That I, that's just my opinion. I'm just a little black girl from Mississippi, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though, because guess what? That's what I, I asked God. I told him, you know, whatever songs I make, I want to have longevity. I want it to be, if you go turn my song on, 20 years from now that it'll still have an impact. It'll still be relevant. It'll still have a message that is relevant. And so what you just said, you just confirmed what I've been asking God to do. Well, and I truly believe that, you know, because, and if you guys heard her give a little bit of the acapella, this ain't a whole bunch of auto-tune. This isn't somebody just went in the studio and said, make me sound good. If you check her out on her website across YouTube, I'm telling you, when I was, li I was listening to Zion the other day, and I'm even sitting here like, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of people love that song, Zion. Wow, okay. Yes, I, yes. The song is so moving, you know, and it goes with almost with, to me, I can tie it in with what we've been talking about. You know, when you say, learn how to worship, learn how to step out in your faith, learn how to stop listening to those naysayers and, you know, do what your purpose to do, what your passion that's bubbling in you every day, but you're scared to do it because of what someone else is going to say. Yes. Yes. So that's how, you know, yes. I have these crazy ways of tying things in, but that's, I related Zion to what you're doing now. Yes, ma'am, it's making sense. Yes. Wow. And so finish this sentence for me if you can. Ten years from now, I hope to be. Ten years from now, I hope to be. A great impact in the musical industry, in the music industry. Well, and I have no doubt that that will happen. No doubt. And let me check over here. Oh, we also have uh, Torin Derek. That's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sister. She's so messy. What are you doing, Torin? <laughs> <laughs> Following you to make sure you're staying on track over here. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, I love me some Torrin. Torrin keeps me on track. Him and my public and my son keep me on my toes. So yes, Torrin is the one who does make sure everything is posted. He makes sure that I'm at places on time, that I'm not late. So 
Torrin is the guy, yes. Wow, and just a few more questions here, and I'm going to let you get on with your night. I mean, I've so enjoyed this. Um, and like I said, I'm still working with um, with your publisher, so hopefully we can either lock in a date in the upcoming weeks. That way the audience will be able to see you as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Any Houston dates that are coming up? Houston, Dallas. No, unless you get one for me, I'll be right there. We no, need no you Houston, Houston dates. I need you in Houston because I will be right there. <laughs> I will hey, be out no helping problem. promote. <laughs> I was I was in Houston last in the summer of last year. I was in Houston. I did a um, a concert there. It, it was in Dallas. It wasn't Houston. It was Dallas. I did a concert there. So I would love to come to Houston because I went to Dallas. So hey, yeah, I'd love to come to Houston. Well, and I you know I just know with your sound, Houston would love to have you. And so just say right now, somebody um, if I were to say okay. Let me see your phone. The last five songs that you listened to, what are the last five artists that you've listened to? Kevin Ross. Um, Kevin Ross. Okay. Carl Thomas. Um, I listened to, oh, Ricky Dillard. Um, Tim Burrell and Karen Clark Shears. Oh, wow. See, you keep that foundation, I tell you. <laughs> and then anybody, you know, like I said, you never know who's listening. If someone, you know, if the phone were to ring and it was that person saying, I want you to headline and come on tour, who, you know, deep down inside, who would, you know, would you be saying, please let this be so-and-so calling me to come and headline and go on tour with them for their show and open for them? Fantasia. Man, I was watching an interview of her that I mean she has evolved so much. And she yes. you know, she kind of yes. did the same thing with going from R and B gospel, R and B gospel. Yes. Wow. I would love to open Fantasia. I would love that. Wherever you two went, I hope they have good insurance because between the vocals from the both of you, y'all gonna tear the people building down. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so for wow. anybody that's listening um, or that may listen to this, because I am going to upload this um, into social media for anybody that may have missed it, but where um, where can they buy your music and where can they reach you for anybody that's wanting to book you, anybody that's saying, hey, I want this voice to come and open for me on tour. How can they get a hold of you? Yes, you all. So if you want to hear any of my music, you can go to iTunes or any digital download and find me there. But iTunes, definitely find it there. Um, if they'd like to book me, they can go to um, my website, and that is um, www.terryrimsonmusic.org. Or you can email us at terryrimsonmusic at yahoo.com. Or they can hit my publishers up, Keon Moon, and that's Cairo Inc. You can find him on Instagram, and you also can find him on Facebook. And trust me, we are excited and ready to work. And so anybody, if you want me to sing for you, open up for you, weddings, anniversaries, funerals, all that good stuff, your girl will be right there. Wow, I love it. And I appreciate, appreciate, love you so much for taking time out of your busy evening, you know, to do this interview. People are enjoying it. People are loving it. So for anybody that missed it, I will um, have the replay up either later tonight or tomorrow um, 
for everybody, but I just want to thank you. I mean, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. I enjoyed it too. I hate we have to end it, but thank you. Well, and what what do you want to leave the listening audience with? You know, any words for, you know, either uh, aspiring artists or, you know, just what words do you want to leave um, the people with? The, the first thing I want to say is be encouraged. Don't give up your dreams. If this is what you want to do, do it. Second thing is you've got to find a supportive team. If you have a supportive team that believes in you, that supports you 100%, then that's what you need. That You can't do it without support. So you have to have a great team to work along with you. Last thing, you've got to learn how to invest in yourself. You've got to. I know sometimes you may have to go without, you may have to struggle through it, but you've got to learn to invest in yourself. And sometimes, as they say, you got to fake it till you make it. So even if you don't have the finances <laughs> to, to get the best, then you need to find those that can kind of even, you know, camouflage it to get you to where you're going until you can make it. So you got it because you have to do it with excellence. That's the problem that we do is that we're rushing to do things and we don't want to invest in ourselves and we don't do things with excellence. You have to do things with excellence. Package yourself with excellence. There's very inexpensive ways to do this. You just have to have a supportive team that believes in you. And, again, if you have that team that believes in you, anything can happen. And the number one thing, put God first. All right, now you guys heard it right here, and we're going to take you out. We're going to run Love Come Down one more time. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Say bye, Torrin. Say bye to Love Come Down. <laughs> That's right, it's the voice of Miss Terry Remsen. Moving in the groove, again.
you're listening to Storm Vibes Radio. The music don't get better than this.